You are listening to the Thinking Big Podcast, episode number four, She Bangs, She Bangs. In today's podcast, we'll be talking with William Hung about courage, American Idol, and his new book. Welcome to the Thinking Big Podcast with Sean Osborne, the show helping you think bigger into your life and potential. Sean believes by equipping you with the tools, strategies, and philosophies required to be successful in all aspects of your life, you can achieve anything you believe in. Empowering our own growth makes a deeply positive and lasting impact on our lives, community, and our world. Now, here's Sean. Did you realize that we are all one courageous action away from changing our entire life. You know, sometimes the change in direction is small. Sometimes it's astonishing. You know, and if I look at my life, most, if not all of my growth has come as a result of a courageous action. You know, a time where I decided to step outside of the comfort zone. You know, by the way, the comfort zone, it might be comfortable, but it's a shitty place to live. It really is. You know, I think the comfort zone is far and away the single biggest dream killer in modern day life. You know, we stretch, grow, and learn when we are outside of the comfort zone and pushing ourselves in new ways. And in order to do that, we have to be courageous and have the courage to do it. You know, most of us back down a lot of the time because courage is not comfortable. You know, one of the better quotes I've heard is, Fear is wetting your pants and courage is doing what you're supposed to do with those wet pants. I remember the first time I skydived, you know, it took a little bit of courage and possibly a little bit of stupidity to jump out of a perfectly good plane. You know, luckily had I peed my pants, it would have dried by the time I landed, you know, cause courage isn't not being scared. It's being scared to death and still doing it. And that's why I am so excited for today's guest. You know, I remember watching him on American Idol where he became famous for all the wrong reasons. William went from being laughed off American Idol to performing live with Ricky Martin and recording multiple albums and changing the direction of his life. You know, imagine mustering the courage to try out for American Idol only to bomb the audition in front of millions of people. You know, that level of nationwide humility would be enough to make even the most confident among us admit defeat. You know, William's story is proof that dreams can come true if we get off our asses and out of the comfort zone and live with a little bit of courage. So without further ado, I want to welcome William to the podcast. So to start, William, tell us the story of getting on American Idol in the first place and how did that come about? Well, when I get on American Idol, uh, I would say that it all started because I uh, started with the singing karaoke when I was 10 years old with my parents. Then as I head into college to study for civil engineering, I realized that even though I was good at math and science, I wasn't very passionate about it. Over time, I got depressed and I wondered what else could I do in my life? So one day I saw this poster for a school talent show at the Clark Kerr dormitories. I figured, why not? Let's do it. <laughs> so then I sang my favorite song, She Bangs. And to my surprise, I won. The grand prize was a DVD player. 
<laughs> so that's what gave yeah so that's what gave me the confidence to audition for American Idol. So where did your I mean, you've had to have had this courage coming from a, a young age. You know, where where did that courage to do step out and and you know step out of that comfort zone and and where did this courage come from? I remember when I was young, uh, in in elementary school in Hong Kong, there was a a lot of pressure to get good grades. But I'm not a great student. I I make it, but I don't get the highest ranks. And most parents, they they would uh, push their kids really hard. They would uh, belittle them. They might beat them up. But fortunately, my parents didn't go that route. My my mom. I will never forget what she taught me. She taught me to find my own unique value in the world. That is fantastic. Getting that kind of support from your family growing up. Yeah. And what's the what's the biggest thing that uh, you learned while being on American Idol? Well, the biggest thing I learned is to not take uh, things personally, because the judges, Randy, Paula, and Simon. They just playing the roles. I didn't see a need to get angry or upset over their criticism. That could have really crushed a lot of people to hear that kind of feedback. Yeah, you know, I remember watching that episode of American Idol and thinking, "Holy shit!" You know, and, and what's happened since American Idol? You know, I know you've been busy uh, with a lot of things, and uh, but what's been the journey? Well, right after Fox broadcasted my audition. What one of my classmates saw how people were selling my bobblehead dolls and T-shirts on the very next day. <laughs> he told me, "William, did you see people、uh, selling the bobblehead dolls and T-shirts on eBay?" I was like, "What? Are you serious?" <laughs> and then I got hundreds of emails from Entertainment Tonight for movie opportunities. I was thinking. Is this real? Did you? And that's how. Did、yeah. you expect any of that? I mean, was that? Did you expect to hear anything or to have any no. of that? <laughs> no. No. And and and、uh, another crazy thing that happened was how one of my fa- fans, Don Chin, he created、uh, WilliamHong.net, and somehow after. Uh, less than a month, I got a GoDaddy email saying that my web website has crashed because it received over eight million hits. Holy cow! Eight million、yeah. hits! Wow, that is that is something else. So I know that you,、uh, yeah, you, you after、uh, after Idol, you created several albums. You, you know, explain some of、uh, some of that of what you know what went on after you know after that and and what you did a little bit after that. Right, right. So that's what le- led to the the, the、uh, recording contract. So because the Koch Records at the time they saw this trend, so they they co- they reached out to me directly and asked me, "Hey, William, I'm go- we we I saw how your website is getting like millions of hits. I'm I'm interested to give you a twenty five thousand dollar record contract." And as a twenty year old college student. My answer was an obvious yes. Oh yes. Pump, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's how everything started. And you ended up recording what three albums? Three albums. Yeah. Yes.、Uh, was the first one inspiration, or was that 
after that. Yes, first one was inspiration. The second one was hung for the holidays, and the third one was very go happy summer. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So after that, I, I know you got kind of back into after the singing and stuff. I know you got back into oh, kind of the the corporate America, or not necessarily corporate, but you got back into doing government yeah, job. Yeah, government yeah, job. Ninety five. Yeah. yeah. So so how, what what led up to that? What what made you go back that route? Well, after the first four years of living my dream life, my entertainment career slowed down, and then it was time to make a choice. Do I want to continue to go for showbiz, or do I want to get a stable job? And I, I, I chose to get the stable job, so that's why I finished school. I, I, I got my government job, and I've been working there for the last eight years. Explain how you got into kind of the the speaking, the keynotes, uh, and the different uh, coaching and stuff that that you got into, and that's where I think Wilhung.com is where you're coaching and speaking stuff is correct right that's right so what when i got into the first government job i what i thought i was excited for the sheriff's department i thought i'd be doing the the work like crime scene investigations csi or criminal minds instead i was reading police reports every day about rape homicide hate crime and and the goal was to extract data so that so that they can, they can do FBI can do the crime reporting right. that's how you get see those reports online right. i mean I, it's important work but it's not the work i was signed <laughs> i wanted to sign up for that's that's not what you're wanting to <laughs> so do so that's what that, right so so uh, and then one day i saw the advertisement for toastmasters it's, it's next to my workplace and that's how I got started with speaking about seven, eight years ago. And initially, when I started, I just thought it's, it's a hobby. It's something that makes me happy. Right. It, it was something that that that's get, that helps me relive the performance uh, spirit right. within within me. So how how good were you when you first started back at uh, Toastmasters? I love Toastmasters, by the way. Uh, how did uh, you know? How, how did you do first coming into Toastmasters? Where were you a natural at that, or 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 did it take a little bit of uh, <laughs> training? <laughs> uh, I definitely needed some training, but I but people would say I was above average, like like because I didn't have difficulty sharing my story with people. Right. Um, but I still had a lot of room to improve. Uh, so so yeah, over the years, I I definitely worked on improving my craft for speaking. And also helping other people with speaking, right? Uh, because it's 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 actually uh, very complicated. There's a lot behind it. Uh, and the last three years is when I uh, studied like very seriously from the top performers all around the world across different industries. See what they do, how they how they articulate their stories, right? And that's when I took it very seriously. Yeah, speaking and telling stories is definitely an art form. Yeah. And based on uh, what you've done since, you know, this seems like it's something that you are very passionate about. Yes. Now, from a speaking standpoint, what's the best advice you can give? I would say you can find the, the best personal story that somehow shows people the journey that you went through, something that has past failures or frustrations. 
I feel that's the kind of story that people connect with the best right now. Right. Right. So what what excites you most about about what you're doing right now? What 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 drives you? What's what's the you know what what's the passion that that, that keeps you going in in, in the speaking and coaching? I feel uh, really good about myself when I uh, help more people uncover their stories, their talents, and their passion, and then put it out in the world, and then connect people at at at, at a deeper emotional level. Like like they use words like masterful for one of my clients where she delivered her first speech right and that that's 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 really rare you know so so i went and another one of my clients she got accepted into a tedx talk you know after just six pitches to local tedx events so those 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 uh observations feel very empowering right so you've You've been able to, I guess, get with people then and, and really listen to their stories and, and help them develop something that uh, is powerful and something that, that they can actually take out and do TEDx's. And so, I mean, that's that's a big thing to be able to uh, go out and do uh, you know, a TED Talk. And you know, I know you've done, done yours. How, how did you like doing the TED Talk? I really enjoyed it. it it's definitely a life-changing experience for me. I've actually done two TEDx Talks. Uh, one from last year for TEDx Wasp, and then one earlier this year for TEDx Chula Vista. The the, the second one I did this year, uh, I I definitely uh, try to keep my emotions inside of me. But as soon as I I, I done, I cried tears of joy inside that red uh, middle of the red circle. Right. So I would. So that's something that I feel like I want to do more of. And I don't think, boy, I'll tell you. Sometimes it does when when you see someone. Uh, that that gives a talk like that that you know lays out their their life their passion. I mean you you do feel the emotion up there on stage. I mean it it goes through you. You you definitely feel it. Yeah. What are the biggest goals that you have on on your speaking your and your coaching? Where where do you see that uh, going? I mean if you had the you know five years from now, where where would you like to be on your speaking and your and your coaching and stuff? Right now, I am focusing on building an online coaching business model. So I'm working uh, uh, on a few clients at a time. Uh, and, and then eventually, I, I would like to uh, expand into group coaching. And the big picture is more like creating William Hung Academy or William Hung University. Of oh, some I kind. like the ring of that. <laughs> because, because <laughs> yeah, because, because um, I had a dream uh, uh, that, that recently came to my mind, like my William Hung Academy, it will have like three floors. The first floor will be for uh, gaming. The second floor could be for entertainment. And then the third floor could be for speaking. Oh, that'd be awesome. I love those dreams. <laughs> and that, that yeah. sounds great, the William Hung Academy. I like that. There's a good ring to that. Yeah. There is a good ring to that. So talking about, you know, I know you've, uh, I think in October, you released your, uh, your book, uh, Champion by Choice. Uh, can you explain a little bit why you decided to write a book and, and how long did it take you to, to write that book? Very long process for writing this book, Champion by Choice. I, I got this idea by speaking at one of the global conferences last year because their theme of the event was Champion by Choice. And then I, I reflected on this. It's like, wow, I feel like I am Champion by Choice 
because I wasn't the most talented singer. I'm not the most talented speaker, but people still chose me anyway. <clears throat> and I feel that more people can become champions in their own communities. That's right. If you choose, if you have the desire and you're persistent, I'm telling you, you can do, you can do anything you want. Yeah. So the book talks about uh, what you say is the, the, you know, the, the three C's. Can you explain just a little bit about, about that? You know, obviously I don't want to give away the, the book or anything, but I want to pick enough interest to. Yeah, of course. Of course. The, so the three C's are communication, context, and connection. It all starts with how you communicate your visions and values to people. And then, you know, this is a big, big picture podcast. So context is about, to, to me, means seeing the big picture. Right. Uh, what do you, what kind of impact do you really want to make in the long term? Because my, our paths will continue to evolve. My path will continue to evolve. Because uh, when I look at my, my, like my whole journey, like even when I talk to you about the, the speaking journey, uh, when I first started out, I was so uh, fixated on that, on the, you know, paid keynote speaker path. Right. Because that's the more traditional path. Right, right. It's like, okay, I, I have to get on those big stages. I have to get those big, big $10,000 paycheck, right. you know, whatever. Right. But those are so freaking hard to get right now, unless you're in the right, like very, very small inner circle or you belong to some big speakers bureau. Correct. Uh, that, that, you know, maybe that's not so realistic. Maybe that's not the, the, the best direction. Uh, because I, I've gotten a feel last year, it took so much work and effort that, that you know, if I put in that time, uh, you know, to, to uh, get my, build my own audience, build my co coaching program, right. maybe I'd be even farther ahead. Who right. knows? You know, so, yeah. And that's also another way to get uh, the big keynote things. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's another. Right, right. right. Be, be, yeah. Yeah, it's true because because what's interesting about about uh, how I look at the evolution of the context, I look at the whole whole big picture here, is that maybe if I uh, focus more on solving big pro bigger problems for people right. first, the 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 uh, the, uh, the, the doors will open, you know, the opportunities will come. It doesn't have to be uh, you know the the paid keynote on the biggest stage in the right. world. Right. Well, I'll tell you that. Uh, uh, so. How long did it take you to to write the write the book? About one and a half, years. And, a half years, and and then the last and the, and the last part I forgot to mention is the connection, uh, because without the connection, it, this book would not be possible. You know, I, I I had to approach so many coaches, friends, and mentors to come up with these ideas in this book. Right. Uh, so far, I, I am I am thrilled and excited to say that all my reviews on Amazon are five star reviews. It's not the next bestseller yet, but I but I am I am yeah, but I'm working on it. Now, I know it's going to do fantastic. You know, I received my copy, and it is a great book with some fantastic content in it. And for everyone listening, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a link to the book on Amazon uh, in the show notes, uh, as well as a link to your website so people can go directly there uh, to get the book and order it. So what do you have planned for 2020? Well, one of the, the big transitions I'm planning to make is to uh, become a full-time professional poker player. What? It sounds very, it sounds crazy. Yeah, I know. It <laughs> I did not, crazy. No, no, that's not one that I saw coming. Pro poker player, huh? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so the, the so the I re, I definitely thought about this very carefully, uh, because it's not a decision that I just jump right away. Oh my God, what is this? So the 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 so you know for the listeners, think about the life that you want to create, and and that and so the way the life that I want to create for 2020 is that you know instead of being stuck with my government job where I don't have flexibility to travel or do things that I want. Right. Maybe the life that I want to create is more like okay. Well, in the in the you know late morning, I don't have to get up like six o'clock in the morning. Right. But in the nine o'clock, ten o'clock in the morning, I get up. I have my morning routine, meditate, journal, whatever I want to be doing, and then I work on my business. You know, right. maybe maybe put, uh, continue to contribute to the mastermind. You know, mark big phone calls, whatever. Right. right. And then. Uh, and then I and then in the afternoon I can put in the hours at the poker tables. Maybe I put in thirty hours a week. You know, generate just enough money to sustain myself right. and have a good life. Oh, that sounds that's a, that sounds better than mine. I was I was wanting to become a rapper. I don't, I don't think that's gonna, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Again, I want to thank William for joining the podcast today, and you can find a link to his website and his book in the show notes. You know, and I want to thank all of you so much for listening. You know, if you would please subscribe to the podcast in iTunes and leave a review, you know, that's how other people will find the show. Until next episode, here's to you and always remember your future.